0: And welcome to another fancy place-setting episode of We Only Look Thin. (laughs) (laughs) I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. So fancy. I have lost over 100 pounds. I am a tiny habit certified coach. Yeah. I am a Thrive Global certified coach. Fancy. I have a fork and a knife and another fork and another spoon and a bunch of different things. Wow. And I am ready to tuck into this episode of We Only Look Thin. And with me... Today
1: is Donald Weigel and I barely know how to use one fork (laughs) let alone (laughs) multiple forks and I am uh, also one of your hosts. I am uh a uh, host of a podcast called We Only Look Fizz. <laughs> I cool was guy. trying to think of a super cool guy who doesn't know how to use a fork. And uh, I have, I forgot, I completely forgot everything I usually say at the beginning of this. Uh, I have lost about 100 pounds. I've kept it off for about five and a half years. And uh, we are here to talk about that.
0: Yep. And speaking of talking about things, I'm going to expose you for a moment. Speaking uh, of. Oh, forms, no. It was only. How long have we, Just. Estimating, how many years have we been married?
1: <laughs> just estimating, estimating, uh, just guesstimate, just over twenty-five of, them. just over twenty-five years. Yeah.
0: Recently, you admitted to me, or you, no, you didn't admit because you just, it, you just didn't know. You didn't know that we had more than one size of fork in our <laughs> house. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> You're like, what do you mean we got – what do you mean two yeah. lengths of t- – what are tines? I don't know what a tine yeah, is. Yeah, no, I know.
1: Thought, I thought most of the – I thought all the forks were basically the same size. <laughs> They're
0: very much not. Yeah. I, I don't know – if it's just a, a bro thing or a lady thing, I don't know who knows what kinds of forks are used for what.
1: I don't know. I feel like this is, these different sized forks are are like a product of a bygone era and you can eat a salad perfectly well with a regular fork. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be. Why does a shorter fork help you in eat your salad more?
0: I don't know. Maybe because cherry tomatoes are smaller yeah, or something, you know, because you don't You of course you eat a Regular sized tomato with a giant fork, but a cherry tomato you eat with a small fork, right?
1: Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs>
0: did you set the table as a child? I actually don't know this. Yeah,
1: no, I, I said it a lot. How yeah. many forks did you guys have? One? Oh, we just had one.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. There's no. I'm not dissing the. Maybe number of- when we
1: had company, we. Company my, Yeah, company My uh, my mother would break out the uh, the salad forks maybe But I'm actually not 100% sure The
0: only thing I, I can't remember The only thing I remember from I was going to say Girl Scouts But I didn't go to Girl Scouts I went to Bluebirds
1: oh, yeah. The only
0: thing I remember is actually the place setting uh, <laughs> I was going to call
1: them generic Girl Scouts But <laughs> that's probably an insult to somebody somewhere
0: No, there were other Bluebirds listening to this podcast uh, I received some strongly worded. Uh, Bluebird messages, uh, tweets, oh, if you will. Bluebirds from- were the
1: are the superior Girl Scouts. <laughs> is what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say.
0: Uh, but the only thing I remember is our like etiquette class where we went over and like put plates down and some forks and stuff. That but sounds
1: like scouting to me. It sure does. We, we did not do that in Boy Scouts. What if you guys do? We we built uh, cars out of wood stuff. and learned how to make fires. And Those
0: were the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, Where nobody's learned how to make fires now. We
1: did archery and we did skeet shooting. We did not. Yeah, we, no. Boy Scouts were a pretty good time, actually. We, yeah,
0: must have been nice yeah. to be you. But no, this pretty good. this bluebird is sitting down on the windowsill uh, to answer a question. Brought to us by a listener. Oh, a yeah. Week. Wait,
1: this isn't the reminisce about scouting podcast. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I Scout forgot why such. we were here for a second. Yeah, scouting and such.
0: But uh, a few months ago, we uh, posted a question uh, asking for questions to post <laughs> on this very podcast. And so we are revisiting that. We actually got a number of different questions. But this one is actually from CJ. And it is about, it's not specifically about how many forks to use. No, it's but, not about
1: scouting either it's
0: about how many forks to give when you go over to someone else's house to eat isn't it 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 is would (laughs) would you like to read the
1: uh uh sure uh uh, cj cj asks uh we only dear we only look thin how is it that you are so good looking (laughs) and you have a podcast and not a tv show that's a great (laughs) first of all that's a great question cj um, you know, she, uh, poor she,
0: everyone they've she been wrote, putting up with our shenanigans she for five years
1: that. she wrote none of that um, she wrote could you revisit how to handle going for dinner at a friend's house I'm now two years later, and the same friends still invite me over, very lovely, but I'm still uncomfortable about rejecting some of their offerings. I'm 105 pounds down and kept down with your help.
0: Wow. Yeah. So first of all, that's amazing. I know uh, I sound snarky. I don't know if Donald does, but I sound snarky all the time, but I think it is super duper amazing that CJ has lost uh, over 100 pounds and, uh, and is also being invited... To the same friends... To whom she was invited two years ago. Yeah, I have a
1: very simple answer to this question. It's what I do in my life. I become so unlikable. <laughs> I that, was going to that say. I get un- I don't get invited to anyone's house. I was
0: going to say we usually our turnover on friendships is pretty high, <laughs> and we yeah uh, when make someone it starts so invite me over, I
1: just yeah I just make it so that they have no interest in inviting me over we, ever again.
0: We actually have a new neighbor. Who I was accidentally nice to, and now I kind of regret
1: it. Yeah, it's your fault for being nice. Yeah, if we were if we were
0: on some sort of a nineteen seventies uh, sitcom, this would be the neighbor that would not be looked forward to to yeah. to come over and say, yeah. "Hey, how you doing? Oh, are you guys recording a podcast? What that's about? Uh, I who who doesn't know that I've lost weight." Uh, no one, because I say it all the time. And this person, I have not, I haven't explained it. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you do for your job? Computers. I just type on computers is what I do. People
1: think you're a good person. I'm not. I'm <laughs> but not deep that, down.
0: Yeah, but at least our neighbor doesn't know that I have a podcast, so it's no, fine.
1: Hopefully, we're kidding about this not being invited over uh, thing. Hopefully.
0: No. But anyway, as two socially awkward introverts, uh, it is hard for us to maybe go out as much, especially post-pandemic, yeah. uh, than it was years ago when we were young and, and footloose and fancy free, <laughs> Yeah, uh, as CJ might be. It's yeah. Just, so much to look forward to. So many things going on. And uh, I think it's really super that CJ still has friends. Yeah. So I will say that. But this is something that obviously we've talked about and other people, uh, Jessica, also chimed in on our Facebook chat that said, yeah yes, we really need to normalize not feeling guilty about turning down food choices at other people's houses. Yeah. Which we totally agree. Boundaries are a really big thing. But we have some questions perhaps to pose i have some questions yeah about dinner in particular before we go into like the general big picture of like how to handle social situations and that kind of thing to really look at cj in particular i'm just saying yeah Be- is
1: is the first question whether you you in, ask your host whether their cookbook is to serve you dinner <laughs> or to serve you for to dinner to serve you
0: for dinner yeah. exactly well, my questions were specifically for CJ also, like okay. being cooked for dinner is <laughs> definitely, that, that that's part of the comedy. But like, do you notice, because it's dinner, right? It's right. never like, oh, they're inviting me to breakfast, whatever. Do they not have reflective surfaces in their house? Like, why is it always after dark that they're inviting you over?
1: Yeah. Are you so
0: good looking that they are afraid your neighbors will think that, you, I don't know, they're friends with a celebrity of some kind? Yeah. Uh, does their skin sparkle in the daylight? And <laughs> yes. that is why they can't go outside? You really
1: need to look out for that.
0: Are they constantly warring with werewolves? like other vampires and that's why I don't want you to come over <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> poor yeah. Donald
1: you really he's looking that.
0: at me like well oh I my. just
1: feel bad because I kind of stepped on your joke <laughs> with the Twilight Zone aliens are gonna eat people for dinner uh, episodes it's and, all good no but yeah. those are
0: whenever someone's like oh you still have friends after two years or inviting you over you, do they want their your kidneys you Ooh. went with
1: Edward the Sparkly Vampire <laughs> inviting you over and I uh, yeah I went Twilight Zone
0: it's fine well we I went Twilight, Twilight, and Twilight and Zone. twilight zone yeah exactly but let's assume that these are just normal humans they they appear in their uh, corporeal forms uh, at all times of day and night
1: nice use of corporeal thank you like that.
0: thank you i appreciate it let's just assume that they're normal people and you're just a normal good-looking person who's lost 100 pounds who's popular and often invited over we don't mean to sound bitter do we
1: Donald? No, no, I, no. Actually, you know what? I prefer not being invited over places. If we're if we're being that, honest, that's yeah. that's the real gift. Yeah, is, uh, the friends real gift is if you keep don't their invite distance. me over. You know what? I'm going to get you for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to invite you to my house. <laughs> oh,
0: poor CJ. You. These people are 30 minutes into this thank episode, you so much. and no one has gotten any valuable information yet. Yeah, but that's true. All chuckles
1: aside. <laughs> Uh, most might say that there have been no chuckles, no chuckles so far. Yet. The all the chuckles have been aside already.
0: Okay, so let's assume that CJ's question is a big picture question for many people in our listening audience, not yeah. just the night dwellers, the people of darkness. Well,
1: this isn't this is an issue a lot and and you know, when I was actively trying to lose weight I was, I, I would come up against, and you know, this is over and over again, not just the most recent time. Um, I would come up against being afraid to go to somebody's house for dinner because it would throw off my schedule. Right. And I was worried that I would lose control and that I would use it as an excuse to, you know, to then just keep eating and eating and eating. And I, I did that sometimes during my life as, you know, as an adult trying to lose weight.
0: Well, and we've talked about it before and on a, the recent episode that we did about the disordered eating meme of being Afraid of eating certain foods because of that lack of control. Well, I don't know how many calories are in it. And what if this leads? If I overeat today, does that mean I'm going to spend a week trying to recover from it? And I know that that fear of regain is a real problem. But part of this, if we pull back into that big identity picture of ourselves, is who are we becoming? Are we becoming the kind of people who can go out to eat with friends every once in a while and maintain? our habits and it's just a blip. Are we people who are able to set boundaries with friends to let them know what we need? Because it, it sounds like, and again, we CJ asked a specific question and we're expanding upon it, is sort of why does it matter that you are having an issue with eating with your friends? Is it that calorie thing? Is it the uncertainty thing? Is it what you think it's going to bring you? Or is it really a boundary issue?
1: Yeah, and look, it could even be a frequency thing. It could be that, you know, if this was once in a while, once every couple of months, it wouldn't be a big deal. But maybe these friends are inviting her over weekly um, or, or even more often than that. And, you know, having an indulgent meal that often just isn't going to fit into a, you know, a fitness plan for her, for CJ to keep. Her weight off.
0: Well, and two, I mean, and pulling back from CJ's question as well is do you have a family Sunday dinner that you're invited to all the time? Do you have things for your kids' school? Do you have work obligations? This doesn't necessarily just have to be. With friends at their house. It can be any situation where you feel like maybe you don't have that control. But part of really living a life of weight loss and weight maintenance is becoming your own person and feeling confident enough in your own needs and your own space to decide what you're going to eat and when you're going to indulge. Because it's not that living in a vacuum, I'm going to lose the weight, is, you know, there's no magic time at which food suddenly isn't delicious. Um, and I don't know whose house you're going over to. Maybe it's that they don't have good food.
1: Yeah, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> That might be the problem. That's the actual <laughs> issue. <laughs> they keep inviting me over, which is lovely, but they don't serve me anything <laughs> I like don't. to eat. Yeah,
0: yeah, so we could talk about that too. But part of it is just having boundaries with your mindset and with people around you.
1: And, you know, some of this, most of this what it sounds like on the surface to me is about setting boundaries and it might involve a much larger area than this podcast can deal with. And you might even require professional help if you really, really can't set boundaries in your life. And we've done deep dives into setting boundaries and, um, I'll link to some of those episodes in the show notes. Um, but you know, sort of learning to say, what you need in your life is is an important step in really um, in a lot of things, but also as part of your health and fitness journey venture.
0: Yeah. And part of that, too, and the, the boundaries, and like Donald said, we've done other episodes on this, is – what is the big deal about letting people know what you need? I know that there are some relationships where I'm very candid about how I feel about food and I feel comfortable, whereas in others, maybe like it's a couple or things and you don't really want to talk about your weight loss issues because not everything needs to be on public display. But what you can do is decide how much you want to expose of yourself and also decide what kind of agency you have in the food relationship with the people Donald has some great suggestions of just some like if it if you don't want to make a really big deal out of it and you're trying to p- practice small ways of asserting boundaries, you can often deflect your choices and not make it all super personal.
1: So yeah, um, if you are if you really aren't ready to stand up and and actually make a big deal about it or open up about what's going on, you can say things like I'm so full, I just can't eat another bite. You can do things like just take a really long time to eat. Um, You can be, you know, be sneaky and just eat some of the food and toss the rest. Um, And, you know, saying things like, I just don't want to get too full before dessert or... Boy, I'm getting really full already. I need to slow down yeah. and and really, you know, you can you can pick around your food and not actually eat uh, as much of it as maybe even you want to, but um, you know, certainly uh, enough to keep yourself on your calorie goal.
0: Right, and we totally get in terms of boundaries that like not. I know, I don't. I'm not something like well, some podcasters would say you know, flip the table over and anger about it. <laughs> like there is. We all have grandparents and people, like bosses and stuff, and you don't necessarily want to be like, well, these are my boundaries, and I'm setting them with you. Like, it's okay to just be like, oh, I'm good, like, oh, it's fine, and not make a big deal out of it. You don't need to expose your entire life history with people at all times. It's not often appropriate, but like Donald said, those little things of like, oh, I'm already full, or I'm saving room for later, I think are really good small ways to set boundaries and it's it doesn't mean you're a faker or you're not being your honest self sometimes it doesn't require No, look, we've
1: all had those people in our lives like Catherine said grandmother uh, an aunt an uncle like who don't understand when you reject their food they see it as a rejection of their love or yeah their kindness and it can be really difficult in those cases um to actually tell those people how you feel and and what's going on and and i get that i i've certainly been there and even at my at my age of fifty three years old, you know, being uh, a grown adult, I find it difficult in some of those situations to really say what I need.
0: Well, and two, as a vegetarian, for you, there are times you've had like great uncles and stuff be like. Well, why are you a vegetarian? What's that like? I and sometimes it's just not worth the argument or the fire. Well, you lost enough weight. What are you gonna do? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're right, Uncle. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm an idiot. You know?
0: <laughs> well, you sure got me. There. Yeah, you got me. So like Donald said, you have the opportunity to take small steps by those small deflecting statements that just sort of push the food topic along. If you're in a position to take more agency with your food choices, you can always bring something with you that you can have as your main attraction I'm gonna say I was gonna say meal, but I was you weren't making eye contact with me, and what I really wanted to say was pump up the volume. <laughs> so you could bring a really delicious side dish in order to pump, pump up the, the volume. volume. Bring a delicious side vegetable dish. Where say they're delicious food, but you bring something high volume, low calorie that you can load up your plate on and feel satisfied that you're getting what uh, they are serving you. You don't want to be rude, but you're also getting something that you like. If if you are ready to take some more agency there.
1: Yeah. And another thing you can do is when possible, try to collaborate ahead of time yeah. on the food itself. You know, uh, like uh, make requests or like Catherine said, bring something that you can comfortably eat.
0: Yeah. And if they say, oh, don't bring a thing, we are set. You know what? Bring something anyway. What are they going to do? Kick you out of the house? Then you don't yeah. have to eat anyway. Exactly. Yippee. Well, and back to the point about frequency. Let's say, for example, you have friendships that go on for years and years and you're not able to make it really weird and have people start. Must be nice. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) Exactly. Is If it really is every, you know, once every two months or something – It might just be a control issue for you and not necessarily a calorie issue. Donald and I have learned, I mean, I was just away for 10 days and over eight, and then I got home and I got right back on track. Yeah. Being in a position where you know how to recover as soon as you get back home really does matter. You don't need to take leftovers. You don't need to make it like an end of the world. Oh my gosh, I tried to have a 30-day streak of being on track and now I'm off track and I'm starting over again. That's not what it's about. It's about having an identity of someone who can have an occasional indulgence and move on from it. But if it really is a frequency issue where you find it's not just the one person, but it's also the school events and the work events and all of the things getting in the way, because I I know that that happens to us too, is if you have the opportunity to change the frequency of your time with your friends, maybe do that and suggest something alternative. They're inviting you over all the time. Why are you inviting them over to do something on your terms? Yeah,
1: you could invite them over for, for something completely not food-related. You could do a game night, a movie night, a hang in the park, a stroll to a museum, a hike, a walk, a book discussion. You can do shopping or running errands together, a flea market. Yeah, flea
0: market's a really good one. You can meet
1: for coffee. What? Like. Coffee is like an easy thing to do without a ton of calories uh, for, uh, well, at least for a lot of yeah, people. like a
0: paint your own ceramics night or a painting night or something like that. You
1: know, or invite them over for dinner and then you are in complete control of the food and, and what is served. And, and that is another uh, another way to go.
0: Yeah. And if you are ready to really dig down deep into the relationship, and this is something that I've had to work on, it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in the entire world has to know your business. But what kind of a relationship do you have with the people? Do you think that they would actually really be offended if you turn down food or is it just something personal where you have your own sense of guilt about things? Because I, the more time I have taken to understand my own role in relationships and how it actually affects me to hide my needs – it has really changed my relationship with people. I have had people in my life who have said like, oh my gosh, are you going to eat all that? Or you're not going to eat all that? Or yeah. if you don't eat all that, that means you don't love me. Maybe more You'll with- never eye- lo- Also <laughs> the
1: opposite. You'll never lose weight eating if, like it, that. If you
0: eat like that. Exactly. Some people might not even know that you've lost weight and maybe you just don't want to make it an issue. But the more we can practice in small ways, building those muscles of self-confidence, of looking for options for ourselves whether it's changing the venue changing it to not a nighttime activity but something more active and even finding the right time and the right people where we just maybe it's it's like oh i don't want to talk to the the couple about it but if you have a relationship with someone going yeah you know what Eating, you know, is really tough for me because of my weight issues. Like I have a I have a hard time moderating my food choices. I have a hard time like yeah. not feeling like I'm going to spiral and it can actually bring a relationship closer. I know for me what I saw in myself was I didn't want to assert my boundaries around food with other people. Yeah. And if they weren't eating, I would eat in secret. Yeah. So that it wouldn't look like I was hungry or... I would only try to eat when they were eating or match their portion size, and then I would secret eat afterward. So what's the actual impact of you not speaking your needs, or at least, you know, taking some control and agency over the situation? There are times when Donald and I literally just go like, all right, well, this is what I'm eating, and I'm going to enjoy it, and I don't know how many calories it is. I'll mark it as 2,000 and move on, and like, tomorrow's a new day, and it'll be fine. Because not all fights are worth fighting for uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah not
1: you know maybe the easiest fight to have is the one that you don't have yeah or it's like it's
0: just the emotional like okay I'm giving this too much energy but the more options we can see in front of us and the more we can decide case by case what we want to do about it you know what I'm going to indulge but I'm going to skip dessert tomorrow night I'm going to indulge but I'm not going to have alcohol I'm going to indulge but I'll also bring my own favorite vegetable dish that I can have as a side to pump up the volume pump, pump up, up, the up the volume, volume. We always have options, and it's great to be invited over, but once we get to the point of being afraid of social situations, which is something that, like I said, I was afraid of years ago, where I didn't want to go out because I had to eat my cabbage soup, like that was not healthy. But living the lifestyle of a healthy person, a grown-up adult person with boundaries and with their own needs, means knowing how what agency you have in your choices and making sure that those choices support the friendships that are meaningful to you
1: yeah for sure and and just to you know echo something that that Catherine said and and this is certainly much easier said than done but one option here is to really stand up for yourself and to really tell your friends and family what you need and what you want, you know, as, as an adult, if you can't do that now, when can you do it? And when you open up about your eating plan and really give details, it can really help people when they know what's going on yeah, and really help them understand and, and not be offended. And so then they will become more aware of not offering you things that you don't actually want to eat because they're not part of your plan and maybe open them up to the you know idea of seeing you without it being a food based activity more.
0: Well, and as part of this navigating relationships not involving food is hard enough yeah. and deciding how much of yourself that you want to share, how much you know, emotional energy you want to put into the relationship and how much candor is actually deserved in all of it. Not everyone has to know all of your business, but you can take steps to make it easier to make choices that you want to make. Yeah. Bring your own food to make it something that you're not going to feel weird about eating changing the venue or the frequency to make it not all about food and to also just understand yourself better and put better options in place for you after the meal, because I didn't get 100 pounds overweight because of my social life. <laughs> like, yeah. that wasn't my issue. My issue was that everything was a party all of the time. It was always the right day to overindulge and planning our futures in a way that's like, you know what, Monday through Friday, I eat at a deficit. And on weekends, I I eat at maintenance or maybe even a little bit above, and then I'm able to maintain my weight. It's not always about just eating at maintenance every day. I look at each week as it's coming and look at the challenges coming up and go like, oh, okay, so this week I'm going to have lighter food choices during the week because I know we've got a big thing coming up this weekend. Yeah. So what – what really is the problem, CJ? <laughs> What's your problem, CJ? What is CGA? the problem? Uh, for? Uh, if you send us a private message, we can reach out anonymously to your friends uh, yeah. and let them know that they are super duper. But they need to <laughs> cut it with a with the, with the salad fork because exactly. Donald doesn't understand it yeah it's all <laughs> yes absolutely very well when said. you're a vegetarian is everything a salad fork that's
1: right everything <laughs> everything can be eaten with a salad fork <laughs> hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really appreciate you being here. We are truly grateful that you have taken some time out of your day to listen to this episode of our podcast. We have many, many more episodes available wherever you found this one. We are available on all of the major podcast platforms and also anytime, whenever you would like uh, on our website at weonlylookthin.com.
0: Yep. And if you're at weonlylookthin.com, there is a little search bar, if you type in their boundaries, you'll get all of the episodes that we've done on boundaries. That is very true. Uh, There's lots of different things.
1: Dating way back to the early dog, the boundary hunter. (laughs) it is
0: true. Um, But once you have listened to every single episode, if you want to click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Wolt Place, We Only Look Thin Place is our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support, ideas, fellowship. We do uh, habit trackers. We have Zoom meetings. Uh, I was gonna, I don't know. So, like, we have flag football games every (laughs) Tuesday. We don't. Uh, No, but it it is a private place. That I would like
1: to see. (laughs) The We Only Look Thin Place flag football team. No,
0: that would not. You would have to be more active if we had a virtual flag football. Yeah, I like
1: watching football. Playing it is not necessarily uh, my thing.
0: No, but it's a great place for understanding and support. But we have two subscription options a monthly option with a three day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wool Place is right for you. People have questions all the time in the group where uh, we get great feedback from many members with suggestions on how to deal with situations. And also, if you if you just want to vent and you don't want any advice or opinions, you can just say, I'm venting. And also, please send me GIFs of maybe some pugs. Yeah. And then we'll do that.
1: Why yeah. not? And or that's a, a what I, corgi. That's, that's what corgi. I do. I go there what, just to vent.
0: Just to vent and <laughs> Pictures of pugs and yeah, corgis, corgis and, that's right, and forks. Uh, so we have uh, two subscription options. Check it out. Um, I'm very active there. We, do, like I said, we do Zoom meetings. Um, it is a great place if uh, if you need a little extra support, so check it out.
1: Absolutely. And if you want to act with us in other ways, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And you can also send us an email if you so desire. Uh, We have an email address. (laughs) It's pretty fancy. We only (laughs) look thin at gmail.com. We love getting episode suggestions. We uh, like questions like CJ asked. uh, You can send those there. Um, We've turned a lot of listener questions into episodes of this show. uh, And uh, we can also answer your questions there. So send us an email.
0: Yep. And if you have a couple of spare minutes and can head over to Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that what we're doing is making a difference in your journey venture, but it also helps the fine people of uh, Apple help guide other people in our direction when they are looking for inspirational, maybe vampire-focused Yeah. conspiracy yeah, the, theory weight loss uh podcasts like ours uh, yeah so.
1: the uh, the new uh twilight uh, <laughs> version of this podcast is coming soon and another way you could really help us out is just to tell somebody about the show. Word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows. Uh, people really value your opinion. So if you are face-to-face with somebody uh, on the phone, if you are uh, online in a Discord server, a, um, a Reddit group, something that uh, where it makes sense to bring us up, and you give us a shout-out, it really helps the show grow. Yep. So if you are Team Edward or uh, Team Bluebird, just remember...
0: <laughs> Edward. Yeah, just
1: remember, if you're Team Edward, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration I was trying to do
0: like a vampire thing. It's the wrong time of year for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh.